Welcome back. Mm. Oh my god, you just jumped in there, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah. you little boys. freaks. <laughs> Welcome back. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. Here Whoa. we go Whoa. again on our own. Don't the only road I've ever known. I like it was I was on alone. Have you ever heard something so beautiful that you just couldn't? I know. Such as a white snake. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're hitting you with some fun stuff today. Some classic rock and roll. Hot, hot stuff. How's everyone doing? Good. Pretty good, you know. Doing well. It's busy out here. Out here it's South in by Southwest. Yes. Good old Southwest. Southwest. Hmm. And the people are here, and they're riding scooters, and they're walking across the street. Not mad in a bit. Just willy fucking nilly, mm-hmm. and they're all gonna. And they're all getting rich. They're getting hit. And then Austin will be even Wait, is more this a true story? No, people are just like fucking. It's this fucking lawless out here when it's South by. True. People act like fools. I know they close exits. Yeah. It's like you can't do that. You cannot do that. You can't do that until the not till the map quest. Mm-mm. Map quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring it back. With the map quest, she's taking it back. I take it back to the map. Do you guys remember printing out the directions? Of course. I was just gonna say, yeah, she had yeah. her printed directions next to her. God, of that was good. That was so. I always good. do that at the very last minute. Yeah. Gotta go to the concert. You gotta print the out the answer, the map quest. In our yes. burb. In your burb with your girls. You guys, I got a really exciting message the other day from a listener. <gasps> Shut up. Re the Disney episode, Disney World. <gasps> okay. Who's the who's the yeah. listener? I believe their name is BB. BB. But correct me if I'm mispronouncing that. Hi BB. Hi baby. So they said, Hi, just listen to your most recent episode. I live in Orlando and work at the theme parks. Can confirm stories about George. <gasps> if you ask the cast members now, though, a lot of them will tell you that you're not allowed to talk about him anymore. I had one woman tell me about how he will make the chandelier sway back and forth in the pirate mermaid makeover area. <laughs> when I went on the ride, I tried talking to him, and the ride shut down right under the bridge before you get to the fire scene. No. What? My mom and friend were there to confirm, too. Hope to send in some of my spooky stories soon via email. Just thought I'd send in a snap before I forget. LOL. Oh my gosh. Oh. Send them all, girl. Dude, queen. Yeah. But Blah. thank you for sharing. Confirmation. Confirmation. That's pretty cool. We got yeah. full on confirmation from full on a confirmation. Like a, a eyewitness. Eyewitness. An That's insider. A, an insider. An insider. Insider eyewitness. Yeah. Uh, insider too. slash eyewitness. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Ba-ba. Why choose one? You can be both. You can do it all. When you're as cool as her. Honestly. True. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? We're talking about celebrity ghost stories. Oh, Celebrities yeah. who've had ghost encounters. Yeah, this is like This is so very exciting. Fun. Kylie is really excited for this one. I've never seen her more excited, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't super, ex- I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. proposed the idea, and I was like, yeah, I'm down, but then as I started reading these stories. You were like, this is fine. Yeah. I right? mean, Clara Barton's not on the list, but. <laughs> right, right. We couldn't get her on there, but. Who was your other Walt yeah, Whitman? Yeah, time, Walt Whitman time. and Clara Barton, my two faves. It's all right. This is a, this is a good follow-up. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, do you want me to kick up. it off with like a funny one? I say kick yeah. it off. Okay. I have like a short, A lot of cute, these are funny. Funny. Yeah. Short, I think, cute, funny. Yeah. Just like you. Shut up. Is it? Ah! <laughs> oh Shut my gosh. Up. She's doing me with the flattery. It's the facts. She's doing me with the facts. I'm hitting you with the facts. Oh my god. We only speak in facts around here. Yeah. That's 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 not fucking true. (laughs) All right. So I have here a story from our good old friend Megan Mullally. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's Mullally. Mullally. I, I love her. To pronounce it. Best known for. But she's hilarious. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Karen. Some people have told me I'm like Karen. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. But I don't know. I wonder why. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, she we can all be a little Karen. I, I was being facetious. No, I. I feel. No, I. Karen feel it. has a really hard exterior. Right. But on the inside, she's just sweet. Mm-hmm. Dude, I feel it. Yeah. That's who I am. I was watching Will and Grace right before you guys got here. <gasps> Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And you felt it? I did. She felt Very it. Very cool. Well, the Will and Grace star, my guys, <laughs> according to people.com, she believes, oh my God, somebody's calling me right now. Decline. Uh, is it Megan? I'm talking about you. <laughs> All right, I sent her a voicemail. So, Megan believed her house with her hubby, Nick Offer, Offerman, why can't I pronounce these people's names, that they once lived in was haunted by the spirit of Nicole Brown Simpson. You guys, oh, the dang. former wife of NFL star O.J. Simpson. Do they live in Beverly Hills, this house? It doesn't say, but, I mean, she I did. I feel she like said they it on, had to have lived near on, the property or something. Um, the yeah. Busy Tonight Show. Okay. Mm. So maybe if you go research a clip of that, she might say, I bet she doesn't say that yeah. where it's located. But she, uh, but yeah, she said it was haunted, haunted by that, uh, by Miss Nicole. Wow. From the murder. Her, she was uh, made famous by that, the murder in 1994. <laughs> she, she was made famous. She was made maybe famous she was by her own famous. murder. I mean, I was probably two. She know? definitely was. She was already famous. Yeah. Huge star. Mm-hmm. All right. Then her murder was shocking. It was shocking. It really it was. was. I know. Or until James Simpson. Because it was obvious mm-hmm. he did it. Yeah. If the glove don't fit, you you gotta acquit. Is, it, is that right? Is said? I don't Am I know. wrong? I mean. Listen, I can't pronounce names tonight, so you'll need to help me out. Who is it now? I, The quote isn't here, my, my friend Kyle. She's looking. She's peeking. You want trying to help. She's trying oh, to help yeah. with the name. <laughs> Is so, it Robert Kardashian? She said that it wasn't the same house, obviously, because the we don't know where it was. But it was on the same property where where had once stood a house that OJ had rented for Nicole. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. We're starting to figure. So let's do, we got to do some research. We're putting the pieces together, right? We we're to figure out where this this piece of land is. But anyways, she said we would have in that house in one corner of the house, like maybe where the bedroom used to be. We would have all these sounds and weird things all the time. I would like. I would be like, "That's Nicole, and she's pissed because <laughs> Nick doesn't get it. He doesn't get who killed her, y'all. Like he doesn't understand, and she wants him to." 
Malali believe Malali. Oh my God, I can't pronounce Just, it. Just you know, get crazy. Believes the spirit was settled down after Offerman watched the documentary series um, American Crime Story, where they did the O.J. Mm-hmm. Simpson trials, and ever since there's no more sounds. Weird. Yeah. She says that um, Nicole just needed Nick to understand, like, what actually happened to her. Yeah. And then once he saw the show. And then he, like, went like, okay, and he was like, it. shit. Like, she I was get like, it. That's bullshit. Once this guy, who I've never met, knows my story, <laughs> I can pass over. But who doesn't want, yo, who doesn't want Nick to understand? I want yeah. Nick to understand. And if she was Everybody stuck in that wants house. Nick to understand. If Nick has it wrong, America has it wrong. That's Is true. It true. Is it not true? You're yeah. right. You're so right. she went to the right place. You're right. When yeah. you're right, you're just right. And Thank that's you. all there is to it. Thank you. So. I may have butchered that story, but she said in. What I gathered. On a Busy Tonight show. So, it was busy. Megan went on busy. Exactly. She went on busy. Who was here in Austin. She was like, listen. She was like, there was a ghost, Nicole Brown Simpson. Husband didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. We got him too. We got him too by watching this series. Case closed. American Case. Crime Story. Bum. She was, was murdered by OJ and he's Excuse? outside right now. And I'm scared. He's out on the loose. I know. Was that Nicole? I think it was. Are we still? <coughs> is, oh. That was scary. Tagging along, or tagging along? Tagging tag onto? Tagging along? Tag tag, tagging tag. Emily. I tagged you. <laughs> with the whole um, OJ Simpson, and then we go over to his best friend, the Kardashians, and the lawyers. <gasps> I have up, a little, shut up, shut up, shut a little quote from Kendall Jenner talking oh, about God. something spooky. So she told Vogue magazine that her mother's house, Chris Jenner herself, <laughs> oh, Chris. is haunted. And yeah. Kendall's like, listen, I do the believe in house? ghosts. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's new. But yeah. she said, in the house my mom lives in, Kylie and I would always hear footsteps on the roof while no one was home. She said Kylie's shower used to turn on all the time and we never knew why. So yeah, I'm convinced it was a ghost. <gasps> oh my god, what if it was also Nicole Brown? Because that was one of Chris's best friends. It was her best friend, yeah. Can I also say a ghost loves a shower and a bath? They do. They do. (laughs) Well, they do in turning these baths on. What ghost doesn't love a bath? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm scared. I have another spooky. Are they so. We're being surrounded. Can you imagine that? Picture that. If we were being surrounded by yeah. ghosts, they're just listening, laughing. No, by actual people. <laughs> that would be scarier. What? I prefer ghosts. I hope ghosts are surrounding us right now. I think they, they should are. be. If they're not, hello, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Come out, I want to say, like, you guys I talking say shit? it to your face. <laughs> Did I hear you talking shit? <laughs> talking smack? You heard it right. Okay. I said it straight. I've got... It's a bit of a long story, but it's good. Oh, my God, what? All okay. right, we're ready. So you ladies know the designer Cynthia Rowley? We know Cynthia Rowley. I think so. She, yeah, she's, she's a fun one. She's a good one. Mm-hmm. So she's, uh, I think she started in New York City. But she was on Celebrity Ghost Stories, which is a, a fucking show you should watch. Banger. Yes. And this is where I got the story. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, you should go watch it. <clears throat> so back in 1998, before Emily was born... Oh, Cynthia. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat. 
She only wishes she was so young. (laughs) I'm five. (laughs) I can't do math. (laughs) 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 98. All right, 98. I I really can't, though. Like, do you guys not get online and, like, have to calculate? No, I calculate everything Uh, online. My parents are both accountants, and I can't fucking do it. I use an abacus. Get out of here. Anyway, where were we? We were in 1998. All right, 98. Cynthia, Rowley. Cynthia, her her company's booming. It's popping. Poppin'. And she and her husband are like, okay, listen, we need to find a place to live that's outside of New York City because we got we got to just leave the city because it's too much. Oh, okay. That. So, what do most New York New Yorkers do but go to Connecticut? Oh. Or that. I thought you were going to say they went to Hudson. <laughs> they went to Hudson. So she found this extremely secluded mansion that was on 17 acres in the countryside. There were a lot of forests. There were two ponds. Stone pathways went all throughout the property. So how romantic! Before you, it's even, like the opposite of before you New York City apartment. Even get started haunted. Sturdy. Yeah, and I that's like where she that. was staying. Sturdy. She was like, we had sturdy. the backdrop. To a friggin' haunted story. Did yeah. they want that? <gasps> well, that, she didn't think of that at first. Um, and the house, okay, so it had it had its original structure from the 1920s, so there weren't really any renovations, probably aside from, like, plumbing or something. And when they started moving in, lights would start fluttering, and there was one instance of a light bulb bursting in a room that they were in. No, no. And it left, like, a big black ring around the light fixture in the ceiling, but the light bulb wasn't new. Like, that, sometimes that happens when you put in a new light bulb into, like, an older light fixture. Mm-hmm. But, It'll just... But it just, yeah, that wasn't the case. Interesting. Interesting. So. Hmm. What you're telling me? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna think on that. I'm intrigued. Go on. <laughs> so Rowley, a girl Rowley, she enjoyed taking walks around her property, you know, as as one does, and she usually did this late afternoon, close to dusk. One afternoon, she saw a woman in the distance on her property, but like walking away from her, so she couldn't really see. She couldn't see her that well. Mm-hmm. Bitch, what you doing She's on like, my lawn? Yeah, this private. And she said that it looked like the woman was wearing like a headscarf or like a veil or something. And she, hmm. you know, she assumed it was a neighbor who liked to walk around or maybe didn't know that she had moved into the house. So she thought she could just like walk yeah, around the property, whatever. However, the next uh, few weeks, she saw this woman a few other times. So she was always just far enough away to not interact uh-huh. with. Uh, and so Riley asked her husband, she's like, have you seen our neighbor walking around and he was like yeah is that the woman I see who wears like the veil and she's like okay so I'm not crazy like I'm we're both seeing this woman and there's also this giant greenhouse in the backyard and Riley says that ever since the first time she went in there she felt like an undeniable presence mm-hmm. that's what they all say mm-hmm. but she didn't feel that in the house at first but as time went on she started to feel it in the house and she even would see something out of the corner of her eyes like, you you know, when you, like, feel a presence and you're kind of getting, you're becoming, like, acutely aware. And then, like, you think you see something and you, like, turn your head. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I swear. So it could have been her mind playing tricks on her, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So around Christmas time, the Rowleys, Rowleys were hosting a Christmas party or holiday party. And as part, of, as part of the holiday decor, they hung a giant pine wreath above the fireplace, this big-ass thing. 
And she and her husband were just having conversation about, like, uh, not lighting the candles that were on the mantle underneath the wreath um, as they were just decorations and could pose as a fire hazard. Like, they were far enough away from their wreath, but they were just saying, like, oh, let's not light these candles. Just, like, a small conversation about these candles. Uh And in the show, you can tell that she's, like, nervous talking about this. (laughs) And she said that right before guests began to show, something came over her that compelled her to walk up to those candles and light them, (laughs) despite knowing, like, it wasn't safe. And she said... This is like the haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great movie. She's like, I know I wouldn't do it. I mean, show. I know I wouldn't do it, but something made me do it. But it wasn't me doing it. So here's where it gets spookier. Riley said that the second the match reached the candle wick, the flame somehow jumped 15 feet above, lighting the entire wreath on fire. 15 feet? Yeah. That, like, how did that happen? That's not, what? Yeah. And the flame, so it lit the wreath on fire, and it filled the room with, like, really thick black smoke immediately. So she and her husband had to crawl out of the room and wait for the fire department so the firefighters had to, like, axe the ceiling and basically destroy the entire room just to keep the fire from burning down the house. And as Rowley was describing what happened to the fire chief, he, she said he looked a little bit, like, uneasy and kind of scared. And he was like, I didn't, I didn't want to mention this because, you know, you just moved in and I don't want to frighten you or I don't want to, like, sound weird. But you know who used to live in this house, right? She was like, no, I have no idea. And so this woman who built the house is the only person who ever lived there, and she was the heiress to the Diamond Match Fortune, so the company that makes matches. What? <laughs> and Shut the fuck up. When she was a teenager, she was badly burned and disfigured in her father's <gasps> match factory. So with all this money, she built this house in the middle of nowhere to hide away from everyone. And the only times... She was reported to have left the house. She would wear a gray veil over her head. Shut up. And she she ended up dying in the house. So this woman that Rowley and her husband saw on their property was this ghost. What the fuck? I feel really sick. Yeah. And so after that. She was like trying to get her to be like, like her. Yeah. She was like, I felt like so unwelcome and scared by the situation and like what came over me that we sold the house. They, they Maybe she was trying to warn her, like, if you light a match, bad shit's gonna happen. <laughs> right? Maybe that, but that was too close to call, my friend. Yeah. yeah. It was bold. You, you were, yeah, it was bold. Yeah. So, yeah. pretty spooky. I hope that never <laughs> happens to me. Something, Those bold moves. Like, takes over my body. Dude. Yeah. For Connecticut, stay away. For Oof. real. For real. Uh, well, yeah, okay. So, uh, I got a lighter one. Mm-hmm. Not a match? Not, a lighter? Not by a match, though. <laughs> oh, but what I was going to say, because you guys, were, we were talking about, like, old haunted houses. What the What was that? Fuck. I'm so scared. What was that? I already feel sick from this story. Okay, y'all. Someone's just moving furniture. was really bizarre. That actually made me feel weird. Right? Yeah, I don't know what that was. I already, I feel weird. Does anybody else feel like a little nauseous? Always. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I need a burger. Mm. So, um, 
what I was going to say was my mom is trying to convince me to go to this freaking house with her in Tennessee that's old AF. And we're not supposed to picture y'all because I was like, yo, mom, are you going to redo the inside? And she was like, I don't think I want to. And I just vomited, <laughs> like, in my mouth. And was like, Careful, I'm not coming with you. Look at this bad bitch. <gasps> This is your haunted house. She wants to go visit that. And I'm like, I'm I don't down. know. What if somebody makes me light a match? Let's go. You never know. We'll hold you back. Prick a needle. Prick a needle. And then there I go Aurora. for years. <laughs> to Wait, just what is get she molested going here by for? some person to kiss me. <laughs> so kiss me. Anyways, moving on. We'll have to post that for the people and see what they think. Mm-hmm, if this mm-hmm. house is haunted or not. Haunt or not. Haunt or not. Um, but I'm gonna talk about Laura Linney. Yeah, Laura. How's that sound? Laura. Laura. You guys like Laura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like her. I think she's a pretty great actress. Yes. She does a lot of work in the theater. Theater. You love it. I love the theater. We love the theater. Who, who doesn't? We I mean, a lot of people. You know what? I do know that. Some people don't. But like I do like it. I think it's fine. We all we all like it. I think that's also why we all get along. Okay. We're a bit theatrical. We all fools for Broadway. Broadway fools. Anyways, <laughs> Laura Linney was on Broadway once. Just once. Or twice, maybe. Who knows? But uh, this one time at the Belasco Theater. <gasps> <laughs> Sounds like Alyssa knows. It's haunted AF. 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 I'm about to read you a bunch of from Playbill.com and you know that shit. Oh, that's my favorite site. Do you know what Playbill, Playbill, you guys? (laughs) You ever go to a theater and you get a Playbill? Playbill Playbill.com. If you don't know about that Playbill If you don't know about that, then you don't know facts about theater. All right? Anyways, moving on. Laura Linney was at the Belasco Theater and she said it's absolutely haunted, y'all. Absolutely. She was telling Jorms. Jormalists? Jorms. James Corden. Oh. But Jorms. Any relation to Jorson? On the Late Late Show, that her former work, uh, the, for, the former workplace was absolutely overtaken by ghosts. There was a mysterious death of a chorus girl <gasps> at the theater. Legend is that uh, at that final dress rehearsals, that's when the ghost would come out. And she said she had forgotten this story while she was doing a play one night with Jane Alexander. Do you all know who Jane Alexander is? A classic. Because I can't recall. I cannot. I don't know. But she looked up to, um, so Laura was doing this scene with Jane, and she looked up to the upper balcony, and there she was, you guys. There she was, the chorus girl. Was she singing? There she was, standing <gasps> in the front row, looking over, wearing a blue dress and blonde hair. <laughs> she was wearing the blonde hair. <laughs> That's what Laura says. <laughs> These are quotes, right, on people.com. Um, and Laura just thought, well, hello. <laughs> she looked back at Jane, and then she looked back up. And the girl was gone. Of course she was. <gasps> oh, my God. Lenny then was further convinced that a that had been a paranormal experience. And when she confronted the house manager, um, 
his name was Joe. She said, Joe, I think I saw a ghost. And Joe said, male or female? She said, female. He said, blue dress, blonde hair. <gasps> he knows. There you go. Case fucking closed. But do, do, you, do you want... <laughs> <laughs> it's a match. It's a match. But do you want to know why he said male or female? Because there's also a the male Velasco one. The Velasco Theater is pretty haunted, you guys. There's a male one, too. Why are you guys making the faces of cuteness and making my ovaries burst? Uh, the faces of cuteness. Oh my god, both of them tonight. My peeps out there, they've both made angel faces at me. And we've made a long-term eye contact with the angel face and oh, it makes me want to birth. I tell you birth. what. You want to birth in Alyssa and a Kylie? I would be so honored. Honestly. Imagine if you had little S's. Oh on. my god, that would be the life. That'd be fun. Uh, my mom, that'd be fun. <laughs> I was such a hellion. My mom used that to say true. that if I got kidnapped, they'd throw me right back. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't really think oh. I. I don't really think I was that bad though. No, she was an angel. She just wanted to scare me. Bitches. True. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But um, so. Besides y'all's angel faces, the Belasco Theater probably has an angel exterior, but a devil inside. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Belasco was a part of the great 19th century tradition of theater. Theater. Um, the guy, David Belasco, he was called the Bishop of Broadway. He was the man who built this theater. And he had, he was like, for, he he was called the Bishop of Broadway because he had a weird habit of wearing a priestly cassock. Is that a suit? Is that a priest suit? Do you know what a cassock Someone is? Someone tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm just finding this information now. That's why he was called that. But anyways, he built this theater in 1907, and after decades as a successful author of dozens of passionate melodramas, two of which achieved immorality as a source of material for Madame Butterfly and La Ventuela del West. I don't think I pronounced that right at all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Belasco really loved the theater, (laughs) y'all. Bottom line? He wrote, he managed, he built, he directed... Like, dude was all over that shit. What didn't he do? Exactly. He spent every hour there. It was like his, I mean, his his home (laughs) was in the apartment above it. What do you know? (laughs) It was literally his home. It was like a Bob's Burgers situation. Yeah, Like, he loved it. Love it. So, I mean, obviously he would haunt the place when he died, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he appears, as he did in life, in the theater, with tousled hair, wearing the cassock, and a, and a cler, cler, clerical, clerical, like a clergyman, like clerical, uh, collar. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck me. <laughs> a clergyman. Oh God! Those who have seen him don't don't tend to know his story, but nevertheless nicknamed him the monk. So like, 
you know? Case, if the shoe fits. The kids in character. Well, case closed. Case closed. If the collar fits. <laughs> the case is closed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Minnie, mm. mm. a pretty young actress, furthered her career by accompanying him to his apartment upstairs. <gasps> so he was not a clergyman. He was a dude. He was a dirty man. That's he why they called him the dude. Bishop of Broadway, because it was like, you're not a freaking bishop, dude. What do you wear that fakey. suit for? You're a fakie. Right. He has <laughs> he has syphilis. Probably. Back then it was high. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'll talk about that later. Anyways, uh, after, <laughs> shortly after his death in nineteen thirty one, just give me a second. I gotta finish this story. He began to show himself. <gasps> after stepping out on the stage, unaware, would suddenly notice a lone dark figure sitting in the balcony, watching them intently. <gasps> This ghost had a voice, too. He would walk right up to the actors, shake their hands, telling them they had done a fine job at a performance. More than one actress filed complaints with the house manager that an old man dressed up like a priest has pinched their bottoms. (gasps) Their rumps? Not their bottoms. Exactly. Pinching the butts. Don't touch my fucking butt. They were often horrified. Obviously. And veteran actors would... Oh, veteran actors, I guess, usually look forward to seeing him because they said he was a good omen. Mm. I mean, the man built the place, so maybe if he was there to see you, he probably... He was like, break a fucking leg, my dudes. My dudes. the spirit known as the Blue Lady, (laughs) who appears usually as an icy, cold, blue mist, (gasps) is usually seen in the upper stairways and dressing rooms. There were reports of sounds of parties being held in the Belasco apartments with the sound of feet dancing to the 1920s era music. The sound of feet dancing. Yeah. When workers go upstairs to see who's broken in, they find the apartment empty. It's dust undisturbed. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, you can actually take a tour of the apartment if you want on Playville.com. Um, Playbill.com, yeah, another the a great one. Theater. But anyways, there's like so many reports of people seeing these two ghosts. Damn. Of course, girl. Damn, Daniel. Damn, <laughs> Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Zulay gang. Wow. And wow. yeah, so go check out the Velasco Theater. I mean, if not just to see a play, see a ghost. See a ghost. Do you guys want a long one or a short one? I could do either. Hit me with a long one. Okay. She's ready for the long one. Okay, so this is the really long one. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is... <laughs> which one is this? No. The really fucking long one. No. Okay, Feruza Balk. Do you Feruza. guys remember Feruza? No, I have no so idea. So she was in The Craft. She was in American History X, Almost Famous. You would know her if I you know saw her. her. Mm-hmm. I know who we're talking about. Yeah, she's got a very unique mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. which is very pretty. Just Definitely. really unique looking. Right. My sisters have started listening. They won't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> um. All right. So, she was on two episodes of Celebrity Ghost Stories in an episode of the show called The Haunting Of, which I had never heard of until today. You know, mm. she would so, be haunted. So, do you know what I did? True. I watched all three of them today. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lol Feruza. She's Feruza. only... I, in... 
in digging deep into her past, I found out she's only five foot three, so she's tiny. Anyway, so she started acting at age six. She traveled to LA a lot with her mom, and they would stay at the same hotel every time. They did not disclose the name of the hotel, probably because of this story that I'm about to tell you, but. Uh, Cecil? Anyway. No, I don't think so. It seemed like a nice hotel. So, at 15 or 16, she takes her first trip to L.A. alone. She goes to her usual hotel, but she stays in a room on a floor that she'd never stayed in before. So, for the most part, they had always stayed in the same room. But they switched up this time. She's like, hey, what's the deal? And they're like, there are renovations. Like, this room is just as good. Okay. So, she has dinner at the hotel, she gets in bed, she realizes she's, like, freezing cold, so she went to adjust the AC, and she was like, this temperature is a totally normal room temperature, this is not what this feels like in this room, though. So, she was like, something must be up, so she just grabs an extra blanket, she turns the lights off, she gets in bed. That was me at the manger. That was you. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) King Ooh. Richard, he was on me. You got, like, six blankets, dude. He was dude. sitting Very on true. me. Yeah. And that's why the thing inflated. Inflated. Mm-hmm. His fat ass broke a hole. Yep. Happens every day. So, I don't even know what he looks like, but what the <laughs> fuck is that? I don't know. I'm scared. We're being haunted from knocks in the wall, and I'm kind of spooked, but you're about to get really spooked. So, our friend Faruja, she's laying in bed for a few minutes when the bedside lamp turns on. No. She rolls okay. over thinking, you know, like... This ain't a clock I didn't, on. you know, some... I didn't hit the switch quite right or something. And she turns it off, turns back over, light goes off again. What? So, she did this, like, a handful of times. She noticed that as it's happening, the room is just getting... increasingly cold, like colder, colder, colder. So she said it got so cold that she could see her breath, and she starts (gasps) feeling the hair on the back of her neck, her arms. It's standing up everywhere. She's, like, frozen. So she said that the air was oddly thick, and she said that it had almost a sparkly appearance to it. She said she remembered feeling like she could grab the air, like it was that thick. So... Asbestos? (laughs) I don't think so. So then the chair at the desk crashes to the floor. No. And her being a 15, 16-year-old girl, like, she got this crazy idea, and she's like, okay, maybe I'm doing this. So she, like, put her her finger out in front of her (laughs) and, like, was trying to see if it was her mind playing tricks on her, and the fucking chair just, like, slid across the room way further. So she's mm-hmm. like, fuck, no, something's really happening in here. So the curtains start billowing. Everything in the room starts moving closer to her. Mm-hmm. Everything's fucking banging back and forth. The curtains are literally flying around the room. The desk is fucking moving in closer to her. Stop. There I are, be screaming. There are lamps teetering back and forth all over the room. She said she felt like the room was possessed and was feeding off of her fear. And the more scared she got, the worse it got. That's how it happens. Oh, this so, is not a drain. So she's laying in bed. She's, like, trying to work. She's, like, how the fuck do I get to the door? Like, how do I get to the door? This is insane. I'm going to get hurt. So she finally works up the courage. She, like, takes a deep breath. She jumps out of bed. And, you know, like, right when you get out of bed, you're still, like, butt-ish is hanging over the bed. 
okay, yeah. So, the bed fucking lifts off the ground. <gasps> no! She said it was, like, a, a foot off the ground. And it throws her up in the air. So, she's, like, scrambling. She finally gets up, gets to the door, and she said she turned around, and it was, like, that mist, that air in the room that she could see was following her. Mm-mm. So... She makes it out of the room. It follows her down the hallway and all the way to the lobby. The whole time she's going to the lobby, she doesn't think she's going to make it. She can see this mist following her. She felt like she was being consumed. So then she finally makes it to the lobby, and she said she couldn't even speak. It was like in a dream where you're trying to scream, but you can't scream. Yeah. And so she was trying to explain what happened. She said it took like a whole hour for her to actually calm down. And tell the hotel staff what was going on. She was like, I can't stay there. And they assured her that she didn't have to go back in. They'd get her things for her and get her into another room. So she asked them if anything like this has happened there before. Because what are the odds that, like, this is the first time if there's an entity in there, they're acting up. Uh And they told her they had had a few incidents on that floor that guests had reported. What? So, she's talking with the staff, and she overhears a maid say under her breath, she should have never been put in that room. She's too young. Oh. The fuck? Yeah. So, what the fuck? What does that mean? I don't know. But naturally, she... I don't know how she managed to get to sleep that night, but she took a flight home the very next day. She said that she actually still goes to that hotel and has lunch or dinner there or what have you. But she said that room has been sealed shut. They Beverly don't. Beverly Hills Hotel. I don't know. She but goes they there to said have lunch. it was like an old Hollywood style hotel. So Definitely it. It could have been that. Like I Roosevelt. mean Roosevelt. But I don't think she would go there to have lunch. Yeah. They only go there. So. Or the Marmont. Yeah, I was thinking the Marmont too. Mm-hmm. But horrifying. Wait for it though. That is not her only experience. Oh god. Are you kidding? Well, I mean, this couldn't be. That was one of them. No, this girl cannot catch a fucking break. So... You would think you would see stuff again if you saw something like that. Yeah. So that was when she was 15 or 16. She's like 43 or 44 now. So fast forward from that experience, 2009. So she is a woman of all trades. She makes candles. She paints. She acts. What doesn't she do? So... She's got this studio space. It's on the fourth floor of this building. This will come into play later. So she's working in this space on her art. She makes her candles there, all the stuff. So she starts noticing those same cold spots that she remembers from that hotel room. Mm. She says, I don't mean cold as in a draft. I mean cold as in radical temperature difference. I can step four paces over and it's freezing cold, but right here it's normal. So, she's feeling these spots again. So, one day she's in the building, and there's a long hallway to get to the bathroom, because it's, like, shared artist studio space. So, it's, like, a, you know, mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a community bathroom. So, she's walking down the hall, and she gets this feeling that someone is following behind her. She said it felt like a centimeter behind her. No. Like, that close. So, so like on top of her. <laughs> she feels like someone's following her, and as it always happens, she turns around, there's no one there. So she talked herself down, and she's like, just ignore it. Like, it's fine. It's nothing. Which is what you always have to tell yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So she keeps walking, gets to the bathroom, makes it back to her studio. She's fine. 
A few nights later, she's in her loft again. She's been working there all day. She's cleaning up. She feels this hard jab in her side, and she got tossed to the ground. What? And then she hears this giant crash. So in her studio, she had this large mirror in the space, and it was held up by sandbags to keep it from falling over. She said it was super heavy, like 250 pounds, so she couldn't even lift it. Oh, my God. So the mirror was what had fallen. What? That was what the crash was. This giant mirror that was held in place by fucking sandbags, and it fell inches from her. Like, Jeez. Yeah. And one, like, she, for the most part, was unscathed, except one of the shards of glass cut her from her knee to her ankle. Oh. Yeah. So, she's fucking enraged. She, she's freaked out. She, like, doesn't know how to feel. So, she said she just started screaming, what do you want from me? Why are you doing this? Why are you trying to hurt me? What did I do? She's just, like, screaming, asking all these questions because she doesn't understand why the fuck this is happening to her. Mm. So, obviously, she's looking for answers, as we all would. So, this medium who's on the haunting of... This episode was the haunting of Faruja Balk. Obviously, it's always, like, a different person. Mm -hmm. This psychic medium, her name is Kim Russo. And so... They have Faruja on the show. The psychic is on her way to meet Faruja at the loft, and as they're entering, it looks to be, like, downtown L.A. to me. So they're, like, going through back alleys and kind of stuff, I'm sure because it was easier for them to film that way. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, I feel like we're near. I have a really bad feeling. Like, I think we're getting closer to the building. So I'm already like, what's up? (laughs) What's going on? She's literally clutching her rosary. She's like, I don't feel well. Oh. Yes. So the medium, she walks in the building, and she just exclaims, like, this is exactly what I thought. And I I was like, what? Hello? So she says that she felt this, like, she said a, quote, whooshing feeling (laughs) of energy as soon as she walked into the building. All the while, she's, <laughs> this fucking lady is waving around to black tourmaline, talking about <laughs> it's going to protect her. But anyway, she said the spirits knew she was coming. What? And they told her so. Okay. So, Kim meets up with Faruja, and she warns her of this energy that she's feeling in the building, and she tells her she doesn't know what's going on or what's going to happen, which, like, that's not comforting. Yeah. Uh, so why are you even telling me that? Uh-huh. But... So they get into this elevator. It's like an old-school service elevator, the kinds that had the doors that you, like, pull shut. Mm. So. Already uncomfortable. They hate to go to the second floor. That elevator starts bringing them down to the fucking oh, no. basement. <laughs> you just and Kim, the psychic, is like, is that, su- is that supposed to be happening? And she was like, uh, no, I hate this elevator. I always feel weird in here. But, so... They get in this elevator, (laughs) and Kim is like, okay, I feel like we have to go to the second floor. And Farouz is like, yeah, we do. That's where my loft is. And she's like, oh, okay. So she had this calling to this loft, Uh apparently. So they get into the loft, and Kim says she's feeling a lower vibration, and she says, a.k.a not Casper the Friendly Ghost. So this is a bad energy, and it's very attracted to the physical dimension or its past life, basically. So she tells Feruza that Feruza herself is a medium and that 
Fruza knows this, but she doesn't know to what extent. Mm-hmm. So mm. this woman is telling her that she's basically like a funnel for energy. And she was like, I can see that you exude positive light. So negative energy tries to overcome you, basically. Mm. Yeah. So Kim is talking about how these spirits don't want her there, Kim. They don't want her there Mm -hmm. because she knows too much. And she confirms that Feruza actually has two two spirits attached to her. And they're at war with one another. What? Get out of here. Yeah. So one of them is incredibly possessive of her and wants to claim her as their own. No. And Kim tells her that it's a male spirit, and I'm like, ain't no man gonna possess me, y'all. Mm-mm. Ain't it? Mm-mm. 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 So, she says that this entity followed her from another time in her life, and it's not attached to the building itself. It's attached to Feruza. Feruza is shook, because they bleeped out who this entity was, or, like, where it came from, but Feruza knows... <gasps> Thanks, she knows. ...knows where where How? it happened. The the, they knew... No, they told her a name. Shut and up. they bleeped it out, so I don't know. Yeah. But she didn't want anyone to know who... That's horrifying. ...who it was, yeah. So, but the good energy is attached to the building because they passed there. She says they died a violent death, and that's why they're stuck in the building. So, get this, Kim tells us that his name is Sonny, and that he's a- he's Asian. Okay. What up, Sonny? So, Kim, Kim is wild, y'all. She got the facts and the figures, let Damn. me tell you. So, she says that Sonny doesn't know he's dead, and that he worked in this building. Oh, son. So, Feruza had actually heard this story of this man from the building owner, and apparently this guy killed himself no. because he lost all of his money and he had a he had a like a space within that building that was his office and they said that that day he walked into the building like everything was fine and then he killed himself in the building what yeah so that's why he's there Sunday man yeah so basically she has this negative entity that's attached to her and sunny is trying to protect her so thank you sunny our friend kim is told by Sunny that someone on the floor, fourth floor needs to meet Feruza. They have a connection. They will help her. Oh. So come to find out that this girl on the fourth floor, Erica, experienced something similar to Feruza. So, so they, we'll get there in okay. just one sec. So the ladies are spooking around on the fourth floor. <laughs> they don't feel good, though. They're like, there's this heavy feeling it feels like we're being pulled back it feels like they don't want us here so they make it to the old loft that Feruza used to have and it is now this girl Erica's loft and Kim asks her new friend Erica if she was punched there (gasps) Erica confirms it which I don't know if you guys remember but Feruza got punched in the side too oh so she said she got punched, and then she got violently ill and puked everywhere. Oh. And Kim was like, I knew you are going to say that because <laughs> this, I knew that. Okay. This entity was actually trying to possess you. <laughs> so, I feel like shit's crazy. So then Kim says, 
to Feruza, did you have this in this incident with this mirror? Which I'm like, you probably saw her fucking episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories, and you know this story. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She tries to play it cool. Mm-hmm. So, she tells these girls that they are connected because of they've both, both had this experience with this evil entity, and that Sunny wants to protect them, but he can't. He's not strong enough. Then he's ready to move on, but he can't because he's. This is what he wants to do. He wants to protect these girls. Mm. So it's like a charm situation. They need all three to work together. Uh, yeah, just like so us. shit pops off, and then all of a sudden she's like, "All you have to do is tell the entities to leave you alone. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay, is Kim a hack? <laughs> I f- Can you hack him in? I feel, this is a frog. I feel like Feruza already tried that when she yelled at the entity. Mm-hmm. But either way, something fucking happened to her at this hotel, and she had two entities attached to her. And she That's was so haunted. Good. She was Feruza. fucking haunted. I'm glad it's all gone. That's, that's very heavy. That story was very heavy. That was very heavy. Do you, do you guys need a lighter, a quick light? A quick light? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a quick light one. Our girl Demi Lovato's been on it. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Yo, she lived in Texas here in the house. Uh, in 2013, she told a BuzzFeed, a BuzzFeed article that uh, her house in Texas was ridiculously haunted. Ridiculous. Ridiculously. Haunted. Ridiculous. You heard it here first. Not by a bad spirit. By a little girl. Hmm. I think her name was Emily. <laughs> I've had a medium come over and ghost hunters, and they both told Demi the same name, Emily. <gasps> there were so many times that I saw her when I was growing up. Demi says, "Oh my gosh." Demi believes that everyone can tune into that part of their mind. I think, or she thinks, that we all have <laughs> a really strong connection to the afterlife. Demi says she can walk into a room and tell if something has happened in there or not. Me. Wow, dummy. Hotel or home, you know? She is Haunt knows. or not. Haunt or not. But I'm going to tell you right now, Demi, do you? Because, <laughs> girl, it's me. <laughs> Yo, I'm that little girl in your dreams. Mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. spooking around those corners, climbing every wall. It's scary. Haunting every corner. Oh, God. <laughs> of your mind. Please leave. Wow. My mind, not the room. All right. I'm just letting Demi know, you know? Yeah. I got a little spooky story. Okay. 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 This is about someone who I adore. Who's no longer with us. Rip. But her legacy lives on. It will forever. Her name, Carrie Fisher. Shout Carrie. out to Carrie. Oh, my gosh. Her beautiful, funny daughter, Billy Lord, is in town I for South by Southwest. So hang out with her. I want to. I love her. <sighs> so, Carrie claimed that her house was haunted by this Republican no. guy named Gregory Stevens. And so he, not only was he Republican, but he was also a gay a guy. Gregory. He, oh. he was a Gregory. Oh. And uh, he was gay, which is kind of rare to have mm-hmm. that combo. He also loved to party, did a lot of drugs. Not a, not a Greg. 
On the episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories, she's literally like, he's a, he was a a gay Republican drug addict. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, she, she said it. Yeah. Queen. She's just saying it how it was. Yeah. And so they were butts. They were friends. Not because she was a Republican gay drug addict, but because she she would know. She would know it goes. She would know it goes. Well, he was alive at this. He's alive. Oh. He so, wasn't acting out as a ghost. What, no. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get okay. there. I was screaming politics. So they were ear. friends. <laughs> and then I was like, she'd be here to yeah. sniff a cocaine on the shoulder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's why they were friends, because they liked to party. Oh, okay. And so 2005, Greg was in town and was staying at Carrie's house. So they could go out. There was some event going on in town, and, like, of course, with that comes a bunch of parties, so that's why he he wanted to be a part of the action. So that's what they did. They went out with some friends, and all of the friends were staying at Carrie's house. And so they came home, and the guest room, um, one of Carrie's friends was staying in the guest room, so she had Greg stay in her bed with her, because she had a big-ass bed, Mm. and they were friends. And so he slept in her bed. And she wakes up in the morning, and Gregory's unresponsive next to her. Shut up. He had died in the middle of the night from an overdose in her bed right next to her. Uh-uh. I would not be able to handle that. I wouldn't either. Yeah. So this happens. After a while, she she still lives there. You know, she's still hanging out. At this time, she I think she was sober. Uh, and after a while, she started to experience, like, a super strong sense of a presence in the house. And it's weird that Alyssa mentioned um, someone saying, like, the air felt thick. Because that's exactly what Carrie was saying. She's like, the air almost felt, like, liquid. Like, it mm. all of a sudden, like, there's just, like... Like, humidity? Kind of. But, like, she said it was, like, undeniably from a presence. And mm. it kind of just, like, took over the atmosphere. I don't know. I haven't experienced this to this degree. Interesting. So it got to the point where it was so strong when she would walk in the house that she would just greet Greg when she came home. She'd walk in and be like, hey, Greg, I'm home. <laughs> it's Greg. And then she began to hear noises. And people who would come over her house, they would hear the noises as well. And they would also feel the weird presence. And she's like, listen, it's Greg. Like, Who else Have would it be? Have you seen that video? I'm Greg. Old Greg? Old Greg. Yeah, okay. It's a classic. <laughs> Every time you say it, I can't get it out of my hat. <laughs> so people, you know, they come over, they're like, okay, yeah, it's weird stuff's happening here. Mm-hmm. So here's a little a little side fact. Carrie had this toy machine that recited funny sayings. I don't know if you guys remember, like, like yak back. So you'd say something and then it would play it back to you. Mm. Kind of like that, but it was just, like, certain blurbs. Okay. It would just, like, have yeah. certain things recorded. And I think she she used it on set with someone. It was kind of like a gag gift that she had with a, a friend. Mm-hmm. And so she had this toy machine, and it would it would yell things. Um, you'd press the button, and it would say things like "fuck you," ah. like "eat shit." You talking to me? That's just an aggressive jokester. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, our girl Carrie. You know what I mean? Eat shit. shit. Eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. And so she kept this toy. Laugh, but okay. She kept this toy in her in the closet of her room. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to throw it away because it had it was sentimental, but like you know, she wasn't thinking about it every day. She put it in her closet. Uh, this closet was also where Greg often kept his clothes when he stayed over. So one oh. night, Carrie was in her bed writing, 
And suddenly, from the closet, she hears the machine go off. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Over and over and over again. And so she was, like, walking towards the closet, and she's like, you know, you have to press the button for it to say something, and it always switches. It doesn't say the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But here it is being, like, going off on its own, only saying, you talking to me? You talking to me? So she's like, okay, okay. you know, this yeah. this is weird. And she said lights would go on and off <gasps> as the machine would go on and off by itself in her closet. Mm-mm. Oh, no. And she's quoted as saying, she's like, I was a nut for a year, and in that year I took drugs again. <laughs> Wow. So it was like it was so scarring oh to her that she that's terrifying. She couldn't handle yeah. it. Are you talking to me? No, I'm not, you, Greg. Yeah, I'm no, not, I'm Greg. not. And get exactly. your clothes out of here. You don't live here no more. Mm. Good God. Mm. Very spooky. What are you gonna do though, you know? What are you gonna do with the Greg? Do we have any other celebrity spooky stories? I have one. Is this Yay, the last this one? This is the last one. All right. A quick one from Miley Cyrus. Oh thank God. All right, so she says that she had a paranormal encounter so chilling that she had to relocate from her London apartment to a hotel. No, uh, not my London flat. (laughs) Her London flat. So it all started when her little sister Noah was in the bathroom and she starts fucking screaming. Mm. Classic. So Miley said, one night my little sister was standing in the shower and all of a sudden I hear her scream. I run in there and the water had somehow flipped to hot, but she hadn't turned it and it was burning her. She was like bright red. <gasps> she said that it was then that she saw the apparition of a little boy. No. I could see this <laughs> little boy sitting there on the sink, kicking his feet, she said. Soon after, she and her family re- relocated from the apartment building, which was a former bakery, to the Soho Hotel. And then they learned that there might actually be something to the vision. <clears throat> so they found, she says, we found out that there was this older man that owned it, and his son lived with him there, and I guess the wife died. So it was just the son and the dad that lived there in the bakery, and then the dad died, and soon the t- son took over the bakery, and I think I was seeing the son. Hmm. So, I don't know what it could all mean, but... Mm-mm-mm. Like, don't watch me bathe, bruh. Exactly. Get out of here. The little nugget. Wow, that was... The little nugget bucket. Not the nugget. little nugget chicken bucket. Nugget. Kicking his feet. Mm-mm. Kicking his motherfucking feet. Listen, y'all. What you so what do you guys now? think? Haunt or not? I'm going to say haunt. haunt. Yeah. And a little haunt. It's always haunt, if you ask us. It's a mm. bit of a haunt. That's a good call. But hey, you know. What do you yeah, do? I know. When you got ghosts, you got ghosts. Yeah, you got ghosts. That's true. But listen, we uh, we love you all. We do. Send us your stories. Ghoul Talk is in a couple of episodes. Yeah, so, so you better get it in. Get uh, it in. Send get it us in. your stories to the Golden Ghouls <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends, your families, your everyone to send their story. Your friend is like, hey, this creepy thing happened. Send it to us. Let us know. We want it. We do. Follow all the social media at the Golden Ghouls. And you know what? Somebody's like, hey, I'm being haunted by your face. Be like, yeah, tell the ghouls, bitch. True. Exactly. And until next time, stay spooky. Cat dog. That was a fun one. All in the world with a little cat dog, cat dog. Cat dog.